Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast. I am Chris Graham, joined by Rod Mullins. We're going to talk some NASCAR, and the NASCAR Cup Series was in Richmond this past weekend, not too far from where I'm sitting. And Kevin Harvick, who couldn't win for the longest time, has now won back-to-back races, and the, the playoff picture as a result remains pretty pretty cloudy. Hey, Rod, uh, talk about Kevin Harvick. He's he's a, He was 0 for 65, now he's 2 for 2. Yeah, it's just unreal what he's been able to pull off here in the last two races. But he said last week in that uh, that win at Michigan, he said, you know, people have doubted me. Don't doubt this team. And he's definitely proven that so far. And, uh, you know, here he comes back at Richmond. Uh, He just he's just unreal. I mean, he just comes out of nowhere, wins this race. He uh, moves ahead, gets ahead of uh, Chris Buescher and also Christopher Bell, who really closed the gap. If uh, Christopher Bell had had probably about, uh, oh, four or five more laps, he could have overtaken him. But at the same time, uh, I mean, Kevin Harvick, they call him the closer for one reason, and he definitely proved it on, on Sunday at Richmond. Yeah, uh, Chris Buescher, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, your top five. Joey Logano led a good part of the race, 222 laps, but right. he got past uh, 66 laps to go uh, by Harvick and, and not able. He, he ended up finishing sixth. So, um, so who are we are? We still have 15 winners on the season now, with two races to go uh, before the playoff cutoff. So we we still could have another first time winner who then repeats uh, in in the in the final race in Daytona uh, before the playoff cutoff. But uh, it's it's increasingly looking like if if somebody new emerges here in these last two weeks, a new winner that is a, a, mm-hmm. a first time winner for 2022, that that person punches their ticket. So. Boy, these next two races ought to be interesting as a result. Uh, you know, NASCAR fans can go and say whatever they want to right now and say this is the craziest playoff system they have ever come up with. But I'm going to tell you, this is probably one of the most competitive playoff seasons that I have I've witnessed in NASCAR. Now, you go back to the old days. The old days, it was you didn't have to win races as many as points as you got. If you got the points out of it, you were in the driver's seat. You could maybe win one race in the season, and then you were a champion. But now this makes you work for it more than anything else. And I know that there's people right now that are sitting on the edge of their seat. They're biting their nails, and they're saying, who is going to get into this final spot? And, you know, Martin Truex Jr., he did not have a good day on Sunday at Richmond. So that kind of knocked him out of contention right now. And, and lo and behold, Ryan Blaney is right back into it. But that could change this coming week when they go to Watkins Glen. So- I'm telling you, uh, anybody's race right now at this point. And, uh, you know, we're talking about those two. We think that those two might have a possibility of winning, but – you can't count out other people further down in the standings, you know, that's within a reasonable distance right in there that could pick up a win and jumble this thing up that much more. Kevin Harvick in two races has jumbled the starting, you know, playoff picture, you know, so to speak, and he's jumbled it up. And I think somebody put it uh, this way um, on Sunday evening after the race, it has been muddled. The whole playoff picture has been muddled by this whole thing, and Kevin Harvick winning two races in a row. Uh, it has definitely clouded up the playoff picture. What was once thought, I think it's going to be pretty easy to call. It's It wasn't easy to call, and it's not going to be until we probably finish up at Daytona. 
Yeah, Ryan Blaney uh, increased his lead for now for that final playoff spot over Martin Truex Jr. from 19 points to 26 points with his showing in Richmond this past weekend. But that's assuming there's not another winner, uh, another new winner uh, in these last two races. So, um, yeah, that you, you don't want to be too fat and happy if you're either Blaney or Truex. Uh, you know, you got to go out there and win. Go out there and win. And of the guys who haven't won yet, and, and I just mentioned two of them, Blaney and Truex Jr., who, you know, I, I would say who's the most likely to, <laughs> to get a win here, but we wouldn't have, I don't think we would have predicted Harvick the last, until the last couple of weeks. So what are your thoughts there? Who, who, who might emerge from this group of guys who hasn't won yet this year uh, to steal that final spot? I don't know. It's, you know, I'm, I'm still going back to the same thing with Eric Jones, with uh, Petty GMS Motorsports. Uh, he hasn't won a race, uh, did not do well on uh, on Sunday afternoon, was involved in a wreck. It pretty much took him out of contention, put him, I think, uh, 200 and some points back. Uh, he's going to have to win two races in order to get himself into the playoffs if he does that. And then if he does that, that's going to seal the deal. It's over with. But, um, you know, some of the other drivers in there, you've got some some drivers that still – contending in there we might have somebody like a michael mcdowell just come out of nowhere and win a race at watkins Glen or win a race at daytona it is just so hard to predict right now um it's like you said i would have never thought here a couple of weeks ago that kevin harvick was going to win at michigan and let alone turn around and win at richmond this past weekend but that shows you how quickly this playoff picture thing it's it's lit a fire under some of these teams and some of these teams are are in the process they're moving and they're wanting to get there and you know martin truex didn't have a good race at michigan he didn't have as good a race this time around at richmond um a lot of these teams are looking for the road course to see what they can do to kind of solidify a little bit more you know i think uh Chase Elliott wins again. If he wins at the road course and you count him in there or a Daniel Suarez, it just shores it up that much more for both of them and then makes that last spot even more pretentious for everybody to try to get in there and try to get that final spot. It's going to be a free-for-all down to the very end. And, you know, um, when you have incidents that happen at Richmond like uh, Kyle Busch being chastained, so to speak, by Ross Chastain, that's going to change the playoff picture a whole lot. I wonder about, speaking of the playoff picture uh, and, and, and how things can change, Kurt Busch had to miss another race, four straight yes. races he's missed now. And uh, he, he was talking last week about how brain injury recovery doesn't always take a linear path. I've been feeling well, but this week I pushed to get my heart rate and body in a race-type simulation environment. I'm, I'm clearly not ready to, to go back. You know, we talked about this last week, but I guess it bears another discussion. Mm -hmm. Should we worry about Kurt Busch being able to get back in the car this season? Yeah, I, 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 right now at this point, I, you know, he may be making some kind of progress, and that may be the spin put on it, so to speak, that he hopes to. Dale Earnhardt Jr. hoped to get back into the car, too, uh, you know, when he had his concussion here several years ago, and it pretty much forced him to just say, hey, look, it's over with for me. I can't do this anymore. Um, I think Kurt Busch combined with a little bit of age, also the kind of smack that he had when he got hit, whatever the thing was, plus this concussion, the aftermath, I think it's really done a, a number on him. And I think that um, they're trying to be extra sure and they're wanting to give him a chance to at least get back into it and at least try to get in by the playoffs which if he gets into the playoffs, it could be very interesting there because, um, you know, he's 
he's in there. He's, you know, he's in there contending right now. Um, he's only got that one win out of it, but still, I, I think that team would be even better. Um, I guess served to uh, kind of be pushed a little bit more to get into the playoffs, and I think that's going to have a lot of bearing on whether or not he's able to get back in that concussion, and also if that race team's uh, is ready. And you know, throw into this, um, I didn't see this coming either. But you remember Michael Jordan, and I've, I've brought it up several times about the comment that Michael Jordan said, you know, we only sign paychecks for winners. And uh, he said that early on and stuff. And, you know, Bubba Wallace has had an up-and-down season. Here as of late, he's had a good season. I mean, he's been able to contend a couple of times and came in second. Then he said it was all his fault, the race. He signs a multi-year extension with 2311 Motorsports. Kind of surprised me out of the blue that that was coming. I would have figured they would have kind of waited a little bit longer to see, is there the possibility Bubba could make it into the playoffs? And right now, he's a long shot at this point. He's a long shot, but they seem to have enough confidence in him. They wanted to sign him to, you know, sign him back up. And now they're talking that the Kurt Busch ride, if, um, you know, this doesn't really work out that they're able to sign Kyle Busch back for Joe Gibbs, Ty Gibbs will probably go over to 2311 Motorsports and, and race next season. So there's a lot of ifs and a lot of ands and a lot of buts in here. And as the old saying is, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, then every day would be like Christmas. So that's what we're looking at right now. I wonder, if, is there any other silly season news? It's, you know, we, we still have two weeks to go in the in, in the in the playoff picture, so it's, it's, it's kind of weird to be thinking that way. But you've already talked about some moves that have been made. So anything else that's rumored out there, at least, about some guys maybe moving around? Well, we do know that Noah Gragson is going over to Petty GMS Motorsports. He, he has already made the announcement. They have made the announcement. Ty Dillon, they're going to part ways at the end of the season. But Gragson has been driving right now for uh, Colleg Motorsports in the 16 car when they've been on the uh, uh, super speedways or they've been on the short tracks. He's been driving there. And A.J. Allmendinger, he'll be probably stepping back into the car this weekend as they go to uh, Watkins Glen. But, you know, that's a kind of a big step there. Petty Enterprises or Petty GMS going with a more youthful movement. And Eric Jones is already signed to a multi-year deal. So we know he's going to be there for at least another year or two. And now they've got Noah Gragson. So they've got a youth movement and they've got well, I can say this. Both of them are aggressive drivers. So they've got two aggressive drivers. They're hoping to, you know, shake some trees a little bit as they uh, make the move next year and hopefully be a stronger two-car team than what they have been this year. So looking at the schedule, of course, uh, you, we talked about Watkins Glen coming up this weekend, 3 o'clock on Sunday uh, on USA Network. Uh, what can we look forward to this weekend? Uh, we've already been through some road races already this season, and we've seen some bumping. We've seen some hitting, rubbing is racing, whatever you want to say. Um, we're getting down to like, if you're chewing on your fingernails, you're getting down to the quick right now is what you're getting down to. And you're wondering who's going to get knocked out and who's going to blow a temper. Who's going to blow a gasket, not in just the engine, but in the temper, uh, category, who's going to blow something this coming uh, Sunday at uh, Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen has decided a lot of races. It's been good, very, uh, very good to uh, Chase Elliott over the years. Um, it's also been good to some other drivers, too, that have performed well there. Daniel Suarez has raced well, and some of the others. Kevin Harvick, uh, I know he hates road courses, or he says he doesn't like the road course in Indianapolis, but, you know, this gives him a chance to shine at a track that he's done 
pretty well at in the past. He hasn't won a race here in the last few years there, but he still is a good performer when he gets out on the track. We're still just talking about that number 16 position. That's the one that we have to try to figure out as to who's going to plug into that number 16 position. It could be decided this weekend, or it could be pushed on to Daytona. So anybody's guess right now at this point is who could get in that 16 position and maybe come away with it, but they'd be holding on by just mere points and they would be holding on to that. Um, you know, the playoff picture is not going to be decided until we get to Daytona. And then once it's, it's decided there, there's going to be some people it's going to be still complaining and saying, well, you know, it wasn't fair. It what didn't work out right. You know, all this different stuff, they're going to blame the next generation car. You know, the way things are, they'll blame Joe Biden for it uh, before it's over with. Anything can possibly happen as we get down to these final two weeks of the regular season. Kevin Harvick may never lose again. That may and that may he happen. May not. Too. <laughs> he may not. I mean, you know, look, he's on a two-win race streak, if you want to call it that, two-race win streak or however you want to pronounce it. But, uh, you know, he's still got to catch up with Harry Gant. Harry Gant was... Mr. October, I think, here several years ago, and the the carpenter from down in North Car- Western North Carolina, oh, man, I think he won like four straight races during the month of October, and that deemed him racing's Mr. October at that point. Um, and sometime around September October, he won all those races. Um, I don't think we're going to see that in NASCAR again, but, you know, the one thing that Harvick is looking forward to, the next challenge that's on his list, you know, now he's won – uh, so many races, he's, uh, I think, 60th or 61st uh, win or so, however that's put. Um, he's looking now that he's getting a little bit closer to Dale Earnhardt. And we're talking senior here. And, uh, you know, he owes a lot. If you really look at it from the big picture, he owes a lot to Dale Earnhardt Sr. Because when Dale Earnhardt Sr. passed away at Daytona, he was the first person that uh, Richard Childress called up to put in that car. And what did he go and do? He won at Atlanta and he won in that black Chevrolet. And, uh, you know, from that point on, he's never looked back. And so that's going to be a big motivator for him. He wants to get up there. And if he does manage to tie Dale Earnhardt before this season's over with and get those wins, uh, you know, or at least next season, He's going to give some credit where credit's due, and I think he should because Dale Earnhardt Sr., if it hadn't been for the uh, the accident and the, and the loss of him at that Daytona race, we probably might not have heard of Kevin Harvick for a long time. We may not have even heard of him at all. Think of how, and think of how many races Dale Sr. would have won, too. Uh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, Rod, as always, thank you for your time and your insight. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Appreciate it. No problem.